0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Monkey Mind podcast. I'm your host, Andy Perez, along with Anthony Florentino. This episode is featuring Ryan Connery, former hockey player and current coach of the Boston Hockey Academy. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Daily Dose CBD Inc., who has been kind enough to give the Monkey Mind listeners 20% off all their products at inc.com Just go to their website and use promo code Monkey Mind for 20% off all their amazing products. That's DailyDoseCBDInc.com promo code MONKEYMIND for 20% off at checkout.
1: no for all many time I'm excited
0: yeah happy we finally got this to work I know we were trying to figure this out for a bit so happy yeah uh, yeah me
1: too I've heard a lot of good stuff um I already had two buddies hop on so um yeah Colin Clapton and uh Luke Bennett so it's good to hear from them um but yeah I've heard a lot of good stuff and I'm excited to share
0: yeah of course thanks man and um yeah for those listening we have on Ryan Connery, if you want to just give an intro about who you are and what you do, and yeah, your uh, yeah. So, quick background.
1: Uh, yeah, so a little quick background I'm myself. Uh, I'm an ex-hockey player for two years, did a little bit of juniors, um, did prep school route as well, Cardigan Mountain School and the Winchenden School. I think uh, we played against you, Florentino, you're at South Kent, I think, and then uh Went back to public school in my senior year, did uh, U18s. I think we'd also play against you there. You are at Selects. And um, now I'm actually coaching back in the game. I'm coaching over at Boston Hockey Academy. It's a new academy this year, kind of like what Anthony did playing at Selects. Um, most of the players are from out of state. So I actually um, – I'm like one of the dorm parents, dorm directors. So I live in the coach's side of the house. It's uh, me and two other coaches, two of the the younger coaches, and we just, you know, supervise the players, the dorm, make sure everyone's behaving. Um, So that's what I've been up to, basically is coaching on the ice every day. And yeah, I love it. I just finished school um, last spring as well. I was over and I finished up at Westchester University, the state school over in Pennsylvania. But um, yeah, it's a little background about myself.
0: Nice. That's awesome. And uh, obviously, we talked before about this um, kind of like what you struggle with and those sort of things. Kind of talk about that and where that sort of started for you and kind of your journey with that.
1: Yeah. So, like, do you want me to start like when it started or just kind of like overall? Yeah.
0: Overall? Just when it, when it started, your kind of, you know, overall experiences, you know, when you um, first kind of realized what was going on and yeah. Yeah. Just that, that whole sort of thing.
1: Yeah. So, I would say. Um, So as of now, right now, I deal with um, anxiety and bipolar depression. Um, I would say I started noticing the anxiety part around eighth grade when I was over at Cardigan. It wasn't really much of being homesick or any of that. It was more of me overthinking stuff, um, thinking others would think stuff of me or badly. um, And it just kind of messed with me. so, yeah, that happened around eighth grade. So I started taking medication for that to help um, with the anxiety. Um, so, you know, it was kind of a young age. I didn't really know what fully was going on. Um, and I was kind of shocked at first because I not to take it because I was also at such a young age. I didn't think it was as common as it is, um, as it actually is, you know. So, Leading off of that, then when I um, finished up that cardigan, I went over to Winchendon, and I started noticing that um, my moods—I would have bursts of happiness and then kind of bursts of sadness—and it kind of affected me on the ice and school. And then my junior year, I got a really bad concussion. I had to miss the whole season. Um, was only able to play in the beginning, and that was really tough and. Um, leading off of that, I I had to go home for a bit. I was in a dark room, you know, no electronics. Um, and it just kind of really took a toll on me. And my mother, my parents started noticing just my behavior changing, me acting different. So I went and started seeing a psychiatrist and they diagnosed me with, uh, depression bipolar. And that was my junior year. And it was rough, and I didn't know how to take it at first, just, like, with the anxiety. It put me on medication, and, you know, I would take it, and then at times I wouldn't. I wasn't really consistent with it. At a young age, I didn't take it as serious as um, I do now. Um, leading off of that, Going into the sports part um, with hockey, it affected me on the ice um, as well, because if I made a bad play, I would usually get really down on myself, um, blame myself. I wasn't the best at taking criticism from coaches, because I would get down on myself, um, and then that would force me to be scared to make a mistake or cause, you know, like, turn the puck over, you know, but when it came time to practice, I'd be having fun, doing my thing, and everyone's like, why don't you do, you know, why can't you do that in games? And I didn't really know how to explain or really know why the reason was. But now that I'm not playing anymore, I finally realized, you know, if I think that, you know, it played a bit of a role into uh, playing games.
0: Yeah. No, I know exactly. That kind of resonates, resonates with me as well, that whole kind of um, feeling of just not being able to kind of, I don't know, like that, that game anxiety kind of um, can be overwhelming at times for sure. And it, as far as like your anxiety goes, is it more so just like a, a generalized anxiety? Is it like an everyday sort of thing? Or is it something that kind of is always there for you? And then, you know, you'll have like a like a major anxiety attack. Like that's kind of how it is for me. I'll, I'll notice I'll be anxious, more anxious at times than others. but so it was like one big anxiety attack. But for you, is it, is it like that or is it just more so just like that generalized anxiety on an everyday sort of basis?
1: Uh, kind of on an everyday sort of basis. But I see where you're saying. When it came time to games, like before, I would – my anxiety would be through the roof in the locker room. You know, just in general, everyone would be listening to the music, kind of relaxing, making some jokes. Others would be concentrating. You know, I'd usually have my headphones in just, you know, usually having terrible anxiety, just, you know, trying to figure out, you know, what if I do this wrong on the ice? What if I do this? But then there would be times that I'd feel like that and I would have amazing games. So it just depends, you know. But, yeah, I totally understand, and uh, I would go through that as well, um, especially when it came time towards game time and prepping for games.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and then <clears> – <throat> I mean, I'm sure like you said that the news of finding out that you had bipolar disorder and, um, you know, depression and, you know, you said that was hard, a hard pill to swallow. Um, you know, just kind of what was that experience like, you know, finding that that out and working through that and taking the necessary steps from that point on.
1: Yeah. So at first I really, you know, as I said earlier, I was kind of shocked in shock. Um, and I kind of didn't want to believe it, um, you know, I just wanted to think, oh, I'm a normal person, even though it's normal to have um, such, you know, depression, bipolar, but at the time, being such, at such a young, immature age, I didn't think it was a normal thing. And I thought that the psychiatrist, you know, was just blowing smoke and wanted me on medication. And my senior year in high school, I wasn't consistent, I wouldn't take the medication. Um, I kind of refused to believe that I had such a problem, or not a problem, um, mental illness, because I didn't believe in it at the time. And then I feel as um, when I started playing juniors and I was on my own, it. I started to realize, wow, like this is a real thing. I need to be consistent with taking my medication and, and you know, following up, um, going to the gym. That was a big thing for me, especially when I was playing juniors was going to the gym. Um, it was convenient cause we had a gym at our rink and we had free memberships. So, uh, I just tried to go as much as possible. I would also do yoga with the goalies. Um, just, you know, good stuff. Um, you know, just to keep me occupied, busy, healthy, and that's when I really started taking my mental um, health uh, more serious than uh, before and started noticing uh, changes.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, especially at such a young age, when you're told that you have, like, depression or bipolar, you, like, you don't even know what it really is. And it, that alone, being told you have something, don't know why or, like, how it happens causes anxiety itself so <clears throat> especially I think it's great that you were able to you know find out that yoga helps you and staying occupied um, you know it was beneficial for you during that time because I mean playing pro is like you have so much downtime so much free time that like you so easily fall into a trap or you know you just cope the wrong way. So for you to be able to figure that out at a young age, I think is crucial in the long run. Because you know, myself included, some guys can't. Yeah, yeah. we don't do well with free time.
1: Yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I was uh, still, you know, free time. Like as you said, uh, you can fall into some bad things. And you know, in the past, you know, I've self medicated, you know, with alcohol and stuff like that, and I just came to realize, um, you know, it just makes it worse in the long run Um, because then you just feel worse in the end, and, you know, you're going to want to self-medicate more and more, so I really try to do, you know, working out and healthy things to uh, replace uh, alcohol and, you know, other things to self-medicate with. Um, especially, you know, even on my free time nowadays, if I have nothing to do, honestly, you know, I'll go for a little car ride or go for a walk. You know, I just learned that if I'm not staying busy or active, that's when my anxiety starts to get worse or my mood starts to change. And I get all these irrational thoughts and it's just, I've, you know, I just got to be constant with uh, staying busy because that's the main thing with me.
0: And, um, you know, I know with a lot of other people as well. Yeah, I think that seems to be the common theme is, you know, staying busy and finding constructive ways to do that. I think, um, you know, like I used to beat myself up because, like, I would drink way too much. And it it was just easy to hide in that because, like, whether it was juniors or college, whatever the case is, it's just a natural part of going out and, like, being with the guys. And so you can – start to drink and hide and then like all of a sudden it'll just escalate and then you notice yourself in that pattern and then when you're in that pattern it's harder to realize what exactly you're doing and then next thing you know like a few months have gone by and you're kind of in this hole or this trap but you know when you're on the outside looking in it's like wow that was like such a bad way of doing things and but you don't realize that there's other ways to go about doing or coping with what you're going through and I think that's why it's important for a lot of players to just sort of branch out on their own and kind of realize other things like there are probably so many times I could have gone to yoga classes at, at school and I just never really thought about branching out and doing it. Cause I don't know. I just never clicked for me, but the fact that you were able to do that in juniors, that's, that's a, that's pretty early on, you know, to like realize that there's other you know, constructive yeah. outlets to go about, you know, coping. And the fact that you found that is, is awesome. Yeah. And yeah, just like, yeah. Going back to, go ahead. Sorry. Oh,
1: sorry. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Um, What I was going to say is, yeah, you know, I I found it early, but I've also had some lapses after that. You know, I wasn't always perfect. You know, I wasn't always perfect from juniors till today. You know, I've had, uh, you know, every day has the struggles and I haven't been perfect. But um, that's when I, you know, mainly discovered, um, you know, how to cope with stuff the right way, Um, even though at times – after that, you know, I didn't always, you know, do it, but, um, I know what to do and that's the
0: main thing. Yeah. No. And, 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 it's not about being perfect either, which I think, Yeah. I think a lot of us try and strive for is like that perfectionism, but that's not what it's about. It's just about making that conscious effort and that honest effort every day and knowing that you're going to mess up sometimes and that's fine. But, you know, once you do, you just get back on the horse and just keep, keep finding ways to, to be better, you know, but, um, yeah, no, I mean, that, that's awesome. What, what are some of the other ways that you find yourself, um, you know, coping on a day-to-day basis? Is there anything that you do kind of on you know, like a routine that you stick to or, um, has coaching helped? I'm sure coaching has been great, you know, being involved uh, well in the game.
1: Yeah. Coaching has been huge. And like, honestly, I'm, I love it that like I'm doing this because when I graduated college, uh, you know, I wasn't quite sure if I, you know, want to do a sales job or, you know, whatnot. Um, but, you know, I was always interested in coaching and always loved the game of hockey. So, when this opportunity came up, I hopped all over it. And honestly, I love it. It keeps me busy. And, uh, you know, I'm on the ice every day. And, like, I'm – you know, the boys all live in the dorms. So, like, it's kind of like playing, you know. Obviously, I'm not buddy-buddies with them. I have to be strict and, you know. But it's uh, – you know, kind of strict on them, but, uh, you know, they're funny kids and they're good kids. So it's kind of like, you know, playing midget hockey or juniors and being in prep school again. But uh, it just reminds me of that, you know, these kids and it you know, it makes my day just being on the ice with them. And, you know, I love, uh, love when we have like, you know, showcases over the weekends and we get a hotel, but because of COVID right now we're kind of restricted to staying in Massachusetts um and just playing Massachusetts teams but yeah I love it it keeps me busy reminds me kind of uh you know when I was their age and you know how much fun I was having and uh, you know it brings me back and into the game of hockey you know which I've always loved and I kind of been uh separated from for three or four years since I stopped playing so yeah it's awesome I love it it keeps me busy and uh you know, especially being on the ice again too. Like that's another big thing and just, you know, teaching these players what I've learned throughout my career, you know, it's just awesome and uh I love it.
2: I went I went back to coach at South Camp last year when I took some time off and okay. I felt like the man, dude, like these kids like you feel like you're back with the boys, but like you're that grizzled vet that, that like yeah you know, like never felt before and like you got these kids like asking you questions, and you're just like walking around like you run the show. And yeah, it's a, it's a good time. You yeah, couldn't have said it any better.
1: It, it, it really just, is. Yeah. Like
2: I found my like love for hockey again through them, and like <clears throat> as much as like parents will email me like saying like oh thank you so much like you help like but like I don't think they realize like how much they help like you or like the way they helped me because like <clears throat> you see the little things that they're doing and you just like think back to the like when times are like simpler and you're just like just grinding out in prep school hockey just like riding the short buses like six hour trips and like oh, yeah. it just makes you think back to like when you didn't really worry about anything else you just played hockey and like with All the boys. Boards boards. Just, just with the boys. In the
1: dorms. Yeah. Couldn't and like,
2: it, any better. <clears throat> it, it was just, like, the biggest blessing for me because I honestly, <clears throat> I if I didn't go back to college, I don't think I would have, you know, found my passion and, like, drive to play again. So I, I know exactly what you're saying. Like, you want to be buddy-buddy with them at times too because you're like, wow, these kids, like. I would be the absolute man with these kids, but like at the same time, you just trying to establish like that coaching. But it it if for people that are like struggling to like find something to do after playing, I would highly suggest like coaching at any level because it does it does change your perspective on things, and you know it it gives you purpose that you may think that you don't really have anymore. Yeah, exactly.
1: You couldn't have said it any better. Like, it, like I just remember when I was going to prep school at Winchenden, being on the short buses and having our coaches drive us, and now I'm like, oh, now I'm doing this. Like, yeah. It's just crazy how it's like, wow, it goes by that quick. But, um, yeah, no, it definitely, like, if I wasn't doing this this year, I would not, you know, be following up hockey and back in love with it as I am now. You know, it's awesome. I just love being at the rink again, watching games, you know, watching players, you know, working with the team, Um, you know. And it's good hockey, too, as you know. Like, you coach Selects, you know, you guys play Honey Big. We play all those teams, too. We played Selects earlier this year. We had a good game against them. They got a good team. They're fast. Um, They can skate. But are,
2: yeah, are you are you Is that the yeah, yeah
1: yeah okay? So our students go to Mat-Nog. And, uh, and um
2: yeah it's they live at the
1: dorms. The school is probably two miles away, and we play in uh you know the Somerville rink. Uh yeah 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 we we just skate out of there, which is also down the road, so it's convenient. Um, but yeah, it's a new academy this year. It's gonna grow um a lot. We have a U fifteen team, a U sixteen, and a U eighteen team, but um, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um, I'm you no guys are your friend. You're what coaching with.
2: There's uh Is Brian Leach
1: there, or is it McEchron? McEachern, but um, he ended up stepping down. Um, when was it? He was only here for like a month. Um, I'm not sure exactly what happened, but um now yeah he was with the 16s the team i'm now with so okay. when he he yeah he left and then i came in but i'm an assistant not a head. he was ahead
2: okay but yeah and, uh, one one quick did you go to cardigan with jack wilson by chance uh big wilson yeah <laughs> love him
1: Ah, uh, yeah i haven't talked to him in a while but he was um he was actually like one of my best friends at cardigan um yeah, I go way back with him. I bet you do too. Are you
2: from like Roxbury and Rentham? Yeah. Uh I'm from West Roxbury, but we grew up together and uh Okay. He's a uh... he's a tough kid. Oh yeah. Get, yeah. I, yeah i got some stories about that kid. It's, yeah i got
1: a bunch of stories it's a good thing to know i'm not to say the least yeah you gotta
2: have in your corner this guy gotta... yeah
1: exactly
2: this, he is a good he's he is a big heart he's a good kid though yeah but, uh... not to not to joke about mental health but that kid would be the poster boy for us danny oh my god <laughs> <laughs> he couldn't have said it any better uh jacko oh, i love him yeah. No, he's an unbelievable guy and he's one of my one of my best buddies, so
1: Yeah, he's awesome. I definitely gonna uh, give him I don't know if he yeah. has the same number, but I gotta give him a call soon or something. I haven't talked to him in like three years. Last <laughs> time I saw him I was going fishing with him. So Yeah. But
2: all right, well back to the mental health. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: um yeah, so what are some, what are some ways that you kinda um, you know, implement the mental health aspects on the kids, like, that you coach and, you know, trying to, um, you know, help them or guide them? Because I know um, it's not necessarily very talked about, especially at that U15, 16, 18 level, nor do kids very – take it seriously. So what are some ways that you kind of um, guide them?
1: Yeah, so, like, I noticed um – with a couple of my players, you know, just players in general, since I've been coaching, um, I notice, you know, some of them will do, you know, really well in practice. And then when it t- comes time to games, kind of like me, this mental mistakes and stuff like that. So I've talked to a couple of them and just told them, Hey, listen, relax, just calm down. You know, just when you get the puck, just don't worry, don't overthink it. And, um, you know, just simple stuff like that, because I think a couple, you know, a couple of the players uh, that I've noticed um, get two in their heads, and then they start making mistakes, and it just adds up to more mistakes. And you know, I hate seeing that, because you know, I just want the players to have fun and you know also do well and uh, improve. So, and also, you know, also since I worked at being at the dorms, so. Long, so since living at the dorms um some of the players because of covid and uh what's going on um their parents have reached out to me and I know a couple of them deal with um you know depression and a couple with anxiety but you know they don't I don't you know we don't bring it up or they don't like to bring it up to their friends which is totally reasonable because at such a young age you don't want to get judged um, so yeah, you know, once in a while, some of them will have to come into the coach's uh, coaches room and take a zoom call with their psychiatrist. And, you know, I told them, you know, Hey, listen, like when I was your age and to this day, you know, I dealt with the same thing. It's, you know, it's totally normal. You have nothing to be ashamed of. You know, they say, thank you, coach. Like, you know, when a couple of them, when they have issues, whether it comes to school or their girlfriends or just being away from home, you know, they've come out and reached out to me and talked to me. And, like, honestly, like, for them to do that, it means, like, a lot to me that they're going to me for help because they trust me and they know that I've been through it as well. Um, so just giving back, you know, feedback to them and them coming to me, asking you know what can I do you know it really makes me feel like I'm you know doing the right thing and a good person and you know it makes me feel good about myself and that's why another thing that I love about this job is just you know what you get back from it.
0: Yeah I think that's awesome that you're doing that and you have that open door policy and that the players actually feel comfortable with exercising that open door policy with you because I think um, a lot of coaches will say yeah it 's an open door policy. you can feel comfortable talking to me about whatever or coming to me for anything and i just don 't know i don't know how uh you know it's hard to like build that level of trust, I guess you could say
1: but the yeah fact exactly.
0: of, you know like a lot of people say that stuff, but you don 't know how many of them mean it, or it just takes a while to get to that point where they can actually build that level of trust, but the fact that your players are already doing that with you and feel comfortable um with you and talking to you about these things, taking Zoom calls with their psychiatrists in, you know, in your office, that just shows a lot about, you know, how great of a job that you're doing with being genuine with those invites and extending those invitations for them to feel comfortable. So I think that's awesome that you have gained that level of trust with them and that, you know, you're doing such a great thing for these kids at such a young age, um, you know, before they enter, you know, juniors and college and the real world where, you know, when they discover those things there, it's a little bit harder because there's a lot of other stuff going on, but now, and they can focus on just playing hockey and taking care of what they got to do mentally. I think that's great that you're, you know, doing that for them and building that trust. So that that's awesome.
1: Yeah, exactly. Cause like, you know, when I played, I was kind of, I would never tell my coaches about my personal life. Honestly, I wouldn't, that's just, but I would be scared to, And it, for these kids to do that shows that they're strong, honestly, you know, they're really, you know, and they trust me. So, yeah, you know, it really shows that I care and that they care as well, um, which is, you know, another good connection, you know,
0: with with that we have with these players. Which, well, real quick, one thing I just want to say quickly about that is that, like, when you said about them being strong, I think that's where – this can get confused because I think a lot of these players that you're mentioning too, like you can get hard on them and you can be critical of them Mm -hmm. and you can be a coach, you know, like I think all three of us are the same way. I mean, you know, obviously you mentioned that you weren't really like great with taking criticism at times, but I think at some point a coach got on every single one of us and yelled at us and whatever, like no skin off my back. Like you're going to yell at me. Like that's, that's, that's part of the game. Like you're going to get yelled at. And that's, I think we're differentiating between like mental toughness and like, okay. Like if you're, You can yell at every single one of these kids, and that's fine. They'll be able to take that. But being actually mentally strong is being able to go and say, okay, like, this has nothing to do with hockey or you yelling at me, coach. This is something that's just me as a person that I have to, like, separate. You know what I mean? I think we're kind of, like, a lot of people like to jumble up, like, oh, like, athletes speaking up about mental health is just, like, it's so soft, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. There's a yeah. big difference
2: though, you know? <laughs> no, I have a chemical imbalance
0: in my fucking brain. <laughs> so that's like the difference, you know? And I think it's like, it's strong to be able to say like, hey, this is something I'm dealing with like personally. I'm separating it from me as an athlete. You can yell at me if I fuck up or make a mistake, whatever. That's yeah, fine, like bench me, sit me, scratch me, whatever the hell it is. I don't care. But just away from the rink, this is affecting me. And that's where the true strength, you know, lies. Yeah, exactly.
1: Um, Yeah, you know, like, I've got – I fucking yelled at all these kids, every fucking 60-something of them that live in the dorms. But (laughs) too many to count. That's, like, babysitting at times. But anyways, yeah, like, you couldn't have said it any better that just, like, that they come to me with, like, their off-ice issues than that it has nothing personal to do with me yelling at them on the ice. Or, you know, they know, like, hockey's hockey that's a different subject than off ice and what's going on with my mental health. And that's what I couldn't do as a player was tell my coach, listen, you know, I'm struggling today. I can't, I can't, you know what I mean? And just, yeah, I really liked how um, you, you explained that.
2: Yeah. I think it's great that you guys have an option for them to, like, you know, have a Zoom with the psychiatrist or something, because, like, going back to my prep school days, like, we had a psychiatrist at the school, but not for nothing. Like, if I were to go up to somebody back then, then like, you just, like, there's nothing wrong. Like, you just, whatever. Like, I don't think it was very – I don't think it was taken very seriously back – When we were playing, at least, because, like, if I said something like that, people would be like, dude, you're just a lunatic. Like,
1: (laughs) they they wouldn't even, like, take it
2: seriously. And uh, For you guys to have that option for them to talk to someone, I think is great because that always – that hasn't always been present. And I think there needs to be more of that. And to hear you guys have, you know, whether it's a Zoom or they go and meet somebody – talk to them like i think it's great that they have that option because um i think it would have been a lot help uh, a lot more helpful for me at least back in the day to have that because i just bottled it up and became um, like a cycle yeah. <laughs> that's
1: what yeah couldn't yeah that's what happens oh yeah that's what happens and i'm glad that um You know, I I still see that some of these kids have uh, some struggles and haven't opened up yet. But, um, you know, just to see that the ones that are opening up, you know, shows that, you know, that they trust us and that we as a program uh, care about our players and we'll provide resources and do whatever we have to do to make sure that they're doing well and on the right path and, you know, mentally doing well. Uh, you know ready to, to move on to the next level and it's not just all about on the ice it's about off the ice too you know you guys all you know both of you played division one hockey you know these coaches look at how you are as a person and what you're doing off the ice Um, and a lot of these players here are you know starting to realize that so yeah it's good to see these players mature and a lot of them grow up and have their trust and, you know, all of that, you know, this job
0: uh, has a lot of, um,
1: you know, good opportunities and, you know, I love it.
0: Yeah. No, that, that's great. that You're able to kind of pave the way, um, you know, entering the coaching world. And I mean, you're the next generation of coaches that are entering. So like that just shows that you're taking the off ice sort of things into as a priority, um, and that's great. So um, that's awesome what you're doing over there. And like I said, that you have this level of trust and that you're able to have this transparency with these players. So um, it's a great thing that you're doing. And I wish you had nothing but success. And um, yeah. Yeah, you're really helping these kids mature in every aspect of their life, hockey, um, as students, as people, and emotionally too, which is oftentimes neglected. So that's great.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I'm trying my best with these kids. Tell you <laughs> at Florentino. It's not the easiest, but when it uh, it pays off, when it uh, when you start to notice it, it's rewarding. So, yeah. One question: Have you uh, have you
2: personally ran a bag skate yet?
1: Oh no, not yet. I wanted to. Uh,
2: a couple I'm telling of you right ago. now, it is the most therapeutic shit you'll ever. Oh, I'm not kidding. I can't wait. I'm gonna run them. I- <laughs> I, I I did one that we used to do with Providence, and I think I cut it short because they were just struggling. But I'm not kidding. I felt so good after, and it's so selfish. But, like, there's nothing more therapeutic than being on the other side of a bag skate. Like, we have all gone through them as players, but when you go through it as a coach – I'm not kidding you. You will feel a thousand times better because you're just standing there. You're seeing these kids gasp for air. And it's like they're motherfucking you left and right. You and you know it. that you went through it. You're like, I did this. Now it's your turn and I'm running the show. Yeah. But you're winning. You're like, just, I honestly want you to DM us or text <laughs> us when you do it and let me know because uh, I'll get, I'll get some video you. for you guys. You put it on the Instagram.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Well, uh
1: yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Um one more thing, Florentino. I think when I when I was a I was a little kid, when I was at Winchin and I was a sophomore, you were a D partners with Gosherspear, right? Yeah. Do you remember the first time we played you guys smoked us, but I think you dropped the mitts with this big Canadian kid on our team.
2: Do you remember <laughs> that? Yeah, I got suspended. Goss despair, it's it's all his fault.
1: I forgot what happened exactly. Uh, I just remember that you and uh, this kid, Jordan Saunderson, big Canadian kid, just dropped the mitts, and it, the rest weren't hopping in. They they were like, well,
2: <laughs> they, they weren't sus- breaking that up. I got suspended for that. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, and I – well, Goss despair, like, obviously, like – He's a skilled guy. Like, guy, he couldn't (laughs) – whatever. But I jumped in. Yeah, I remember that because we played Berkshire. And I'm just sitting there. And we ended up – the next game was Berkshire. And we're like, it was a sick game. I think we won it like 4-3 with like a minute left. And I'm just standing in the corner watching this. I'm like, this is bullshit. Uh, Like, I didn't even do anything. This is all Ghost's fault. But (laughs) –
1: Oh, man. Yeah, that was a bad night. We lost by a lot at uh, the old rank. And look, I just remember you guys had that goal horn. It was going off the whole night. I was like, oh. Oh, yeah. My train? <laughs> yeah, the train
0: horn. Yo. <laughs> dressed in a garage. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Good. But no, we don't want to take up too much of your time. And thanks again for coming on. Flo, I don't know if you have hey, any on, for but really appreciate it. Yeah.
1: No. Yeah, thank yeah. you, again Yeah. Thanks for having me, boys. And um I look forward to uh you know following up with you guys. And um also, uh you guys were telling me you'd send a sample of the uh, what was it? Daily dose CBD. Yeah. 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 I, I look be forward to trying that. Yeah. I'll guys, be I look forward to trying that. I've heard uh, Luke was telling me about that. He said some good stuff about it. So, quick question:
0: What's up? Favorite Christmas movie?
1: Oh, favorite Christmas movie. Uh, Honestly, I want to say The Grinch is still Christmas.
0: Yeah. The the old one, obviously, the classic, right? Yes, yes, of course. Wait, the animated
2: one or the actual one?
1: No, like the old school
0: one. Yeah, that that makes sense. But the new one's so good, too. The animated one is incredible. But I I agree, the old one's awesome. It's classic. Yeah,
1: always, always, always a good flick.
0: All right, cool. That's it.
1: <coughs> All right,
0: boys. Yeah, thanks uh, again, man. Have a great yeah. one. Have a good one, guys. All right, yeah. See ya.
3: We're rocking around the Christmas tree at the Christmas party. This will go on where you can see every couple try to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit break.